Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to Perspectives. What an exciting time for us. We have a great conversation uh, ready and queued up. But we have, more importantly, some great panelists here to talk with you. I'm Valerie Wilson, and today we have gathered executive leaders to talk about best practices to help us to understand how to commit to results-driven strategies. So our topic today is committing to adult, um, to adult results-driven strategies. I want you to take a few minutes, listeners, and get a piece of paper and pencil because we're going to hear today from Phyllis Williams, from Marcy Jordan, and Kenitra Heights. And they are coming prepared to talk to you about ways that, and best practices, and ways that we could commit to some of those goals that we have in place right now. So before we get started, would you guys mind introducing yourselves to our listeners and tell a little bit about your, your uh, background? Uh, sure. I guess I can go Thanks, ahead and Kenitra. go first. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, my name is Kenitra Heights. I also go by Kiki as well. Um, I am a director of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the food manufacturing industry. Um, I have been doing DEI work for the last 12 years, I think I counted. Um, but before then, I spent a lot of time in learning and development and organizational development. So, um, of course, teaching others on how to do strategies as well and giving them the skills on how to do that also. So I'm happy to be here to contribute as much as I can to the conversation. Oh, thank you for being here. Uh, My name is Williams, and uh, I come with uh, over 20 years of experience in corporate America. I was an HR professional, and now uh, I am part of the Essence Learning Team. And we're excited about that. Welcome. Thank you. And Marcy, how are you today? I'm fine. Wonderful to have you here. Definitely wonderful. My name is Marcy Jordan. I am a employment discrimination mediation mediator as well as owning Jordan HR Consultants. I've been in the um, the industry for over 20 years, been mediating for over 20 years and looking forward to participating in this panel this afternoon. Oh, great. Well, welcome, welcome. Lots of experience. So when we think about this from an organizational perspective, when we start to think about how a successful organization uses strategy to drive their results. So as a leader, that leader must be committed to that strategy, correct? So in order for us to, as an organization, to achieve our results, naturally we have to have committed uh, leadership. So a result-driven strategy establishes employees' benchmarks um, and helps to prioritize our goals. And it ultimately leads to profitability for organization. That's our that's our goal. So as we start to think about that in its context, and we start to look at what does it take to uh, for leaders to be committed. What are some of the best practices? That's where we're going to start this conversation. Is that okay with you guys? So, what does it what does a result driven strategy really consist of? What are some of the benefits? Let's let's kind of start at the foundation there, if that's okay. What are what are some of the results driven strategies? What are some of the things that come to mind? And what are the benefits of them? Well, I think um, some of the um, components of um, the um, uh, results-driven strategy actually is to have the right people on the team, mm-hmm. first of all, and, and, and to have 
um, have a goal or the strategy, the, the goal in mind. So know what your target is, know what you're uh, aiming for, and then to identify what those markers are going to be to help you get there. Uh -huh. And then identifying the people, the right people to put in those places that can help you get there. And then uh, if you are committed, just staying focused and staying uh, true to what that is. And throughout that process, things do shift, people change, people leave. And, and so you got to be agile and um, able to um, keep the momentum going uh -huh. and keep people motivated. Uh, but those are some of the components as I was just, I mean, there's yeah. lots mm -hmm. to yeah. uh, make thing happen. And, it, it, you know, one year, two year, three year, however long your strategy or your um, strategy is to get to the goal, uh, you got to stay committed in that process. Awesome. Right. I think that's real important, but also too, your strategy, you can't have it to be static. You got to make sure that it stays fluid somewhat to go with the changing. It may be different demographics. It may be social economic conditions, um, world political you know, situations. So your strategy also has to have some factoring in on how fluid is it? How is it you're going to change? Looking at the people, are the people that's part of that strategy still relevant? Or do we need to change, refocus, readjust? Or sometimes you may have to get rid of that strategy and come up with a brand new one as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I want to ask, and, and I want to hear from Kiki first. But then the next question after we hear from Kiki as to what does what does it consist of, uh, I want to kind of step back to what you were just talking about um, adjusting the strategy. So, mm -hmm. Kiki, why don't you take us a little bit down that road as you start to talk about. Um, you know, what it is and then yeah. kind of help us understand when it has to change. That is a great transition mm -hmm. because I was just going to talk about that, about what your strategy yeah. consists of when you're talking about Marcy mentioned, if it's not the right strategy, then you have to go back and reevaluate it. And I was thinking, first off, your strategy needs to consist of realistic goals mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. are things that you can realistically meet and set KPIs to. So your key performance indicators and your measurements to, um, you know, if you set an unrealistic goal in your strategy, then you have an unreachable strategy. Mm -hmm. So you have to really be able to, to look at what is your organization's overall business plan. And then when you create your strategy, make sure that you're having objectives that match up with that business plan that are going to be realistic for you to really meet. Otherwise, it leads down that roll of it's not working. So we're going to have to go back, redo the whole strategy all over again. Yeah. It's kind of like that performing, norming, storming phase yeah. when you're in that storming part where you have to go back and redo it again. We know how much of an impact that does make to people who are working on the strategy, like Phyllis mentioned. And then you have the people component as well. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I, I really do one of the things I think about when I do strategies is, is this realistic? Is this really the path that we're going to go down and is it something that we are going to be able to meet as well right yeah you know, it kind of brings up some questions in my mind so my mind's going a mile a minute now so what now i'm thinking okay we have this uh strategy mm -hmm. and you know what's the difference between a strategy and a goal so, you know, maybe you guys can kind of speak to that as, as we go through this next set of questions. But as we uh, what are some of the approaches to developing that strategies? You know, you have the short term, long term goals. You have your milestones. You have things that may create barriers and risks for you. So how do how do we go about what are some of the approaches in developing this strategy 
so that I'm not having these false starts or I have to start over again or um, so can we help with what are some of the things that what are some of the approaches that we we need to take as leaders to get those results driven strategies? I think starting at your end result, what is it that you want to ultimately accomplish in your organization that that will help you develop your strategy, right? Because right. You, if you go in blindly and you create a strategy, then you're thrown off to really what direction do I want to go? Mm -hmm. But yeah. if you come in with that in, this is where I want to be, this is the end result and where I want to be and my end goal, that in turn helps you to build your overall strategy. And then mm -hmm. your goals or milestones or your goals and milestones are those individual um, tasks that help you in, to, in your strategy to help contribute towards that end result goal. So right. you're saying there should be, there's a target here, right? There's yes. an end result that um, I'm creating different steps to get to. So those steps and those mm -hmm. goals and milestones are stepping stones for me to get ultimately to the strategic results that I'm trying to get to. Mm -hmm. yeah. Also too, it needs to be a little bit more narrow and concentrated because you can't say, I want to be the best company in the world. Okay, well, what do you mean you want to be the best company? What is your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What do you want to do? That's what you have to look at. And you can't just say, okay, I want to be the best in the world and all this other stuff. And you're just all over the place because you then have no strategy and you wasted a lot of time, effort and energy on nothing. So it has to be a little bit more tailored and focused on what do you mean? Yeah. Loving it. I'm loving it. Good conversation. So we think about, I'm going to read this statistic that I have in front of me. According to Kaleido.com, as many as 90% of businesses fail to reach their strategic goals. That's that's huge. That's a lot. 90% of the business. That's huge, right? Yeah. That's a lot of wasted resources. Oh, which 10% yeah, are doing wait, wait. well. Come on, yeah. that'll be us, right? <laughs> so yet when done right, goals can be the number one driver of the organizational success. So that's really why we want to have this conversation. We need to really do a better job at reach, reaching our strategy or achieving our, our goals within our strategies. So because everyone is working towards a shared vision or, you know, that end result, which, you know, such unfavorable odds, what are some of the measurable tools that leaders could put in place to see if their strategy is working? So, you know what, you don't want to wait till, you know, it's fire, right? So when we start seeing smoke or we start understanding that maybe things aren't, aren't going in the way it should be, what are some of the things that we should put in place to help us understand when we're headed for failure. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but 90% of the business is failing to yeah. reach their strategic goals. I mean, you know, you got to step back and say, what you know, what's the process in creating them? And then, you know, what's the, what's the fail? Why are we, why is this happening? Yeah. I first think to, to ask what Kiki was saying is that you have to set realistic goals. And that target should be something that you feel that you can definitely get to uh, at some point. So on our drive up here, we stopped at Bucky's and we asked what made Bucky's so successful and why is it so successful? They're getting ready to build the largest Bucky's in Luland, Texas, right? And so it's like, what made them so successful? But their, their end goal and their strategic goal was not only to sell gas, but to have clean restrooms. And so I can imagine them sitting around the table and coming up with a marketing strategy for making sure that they had clean restrooms. But but anytime I think that they probably had discussions, that was probably the main focus 
is we're going to have clean restrooms because to, to be truthful, they're selling gas, but gas doesn't bring about the profit. It's what they sell in the store and the inside. And so right. you have clean restrooms, you bringing in those customers into the store. We stopped, we didn't stop to get gas. We stopped to go in the Bucky's, right? Mm -hmm. And they used the restroom. So, so there's that strategy worked for them. So for those that they're definitely part of that 10%. <laughs> right, right, right. This is right. Right. But it's also narrow because okay, their focus is okay, we're going to sell gas, we're gonna have sell this, 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 but what's the lure on the highway? Clean restrooms. Everybody wanna go into a clean restroom. So they got their strategy of this is what we want to do, how we wanted to do it. And they're one of the few that is successful. Whereas you have companies going, oh, I'm going to do tennis shoes. I'm going to do high heels. I'm going to do Louboutins. I'm going to do this, 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 this. You're all over the place and mm -hmm. there's no focus. And you, where you get your money. Question. Do you think the, the bathroom was the, the strategy or was the strategy the results where we want to increase our profitability? We want to increase our clientele. We want to increase. So we use that as one of our tools one of the things that would draw. Mm, so I yeah. think oftentimes we get confused <laughs> with strategy with the method to achieve it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think we use that bathroom as, as a, a way to. to get their strategy done. So that was what your know, goals. Mm -hmm. okay, one of the things we have to do is we have to have gas because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we, you know, we have to have clean bathrooms. We need to have mm -hmm. products for people to sell. So all of those things were milestones to increase mm -hmm. their but ultimately, mm -hmm. their goal, I think the strategic, the, the results that they were looking for was increased customer service or I mean, customer uh, mm -hmm. uh, usage, yes. product development. It had to be, you know, so when yeah. we think about a strategy and, and, and what we want to drive towards, often these things that we're just discussing now are really the goals to get there. So yes. that's the yes. project. Yes. But now mm -hmm. they have restrooms that couldn't be their only strategy, right? Their strategy still strategically we still want to increase mm -hmm. uh right. people into the right. into the uh stores or it could yeah. be increasing customer satisfaction yeah. and here are some ways that we're going to do it right and and, the ice and, on the outside yeah and i like that because i feel like and and personally when i look when i develop strategies i think about the areas of focus mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is our commitment areas of focus and then based upon those areas of focus, this is how I build my objectives based on that. And yeah. so, you know, personally, you may have a strategy that takes three, four five years uh -huh. because projects are not automatic. Strategies uh -huh. are not like light switches. They don't you can't cut it on and then it's automatically there. Mm -hmm. It is a, a, it's a journey and it does take a long time. So uh -huh. you have to think about in these five years, what are going to be my main areas of focus? Mm -hmm. It may be increased customer satisfaction. It may be to satisfaction. There's stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and particularly when we talk about the diversity, equity, and inclusion workspace, we always talk about what are we going to, what is our commitment to society mm -hmm. and community, right? Yeah. And so we may say that's what our ultimate, one of our areas of focus is our community and social impact. Underneath that area, we can have things like community service initiatives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the goal is identify which communities, uh, nonprofit organizations we're going to work with. And mm -hmm. that's why, and that's how you build your whole strategy. Cause so it consists of multiple parts, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Your, your yes. end result, your areas of focus, your objectives, and then your goals. And then your milestones are going to help you reach your goal, mm -hmm. but your areas of focus 
they may never change, but your goals underneath those areas change every year based upon your progress. And so going back to what Marcy's saying, the reevaluation is so important when you have your end of your fiscal year to go back and reevaluate yourself on the strategy and see where you are, see what you've accomplished, and then see what needs to be tweaked or worked out or where where your next steps are as well. Yeah. Good, good point. Excellent point. And, and, and as we're talking, uh, producers is telling us, she's following along with our conversation, and I love this. So thanks so much for putting this up there. It says the Bucky's experience is uh, obviously their, their goal, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about that's our Bucky's experience. How many of us have said that, right? Mm-hmm. So Bucky, Bucky's mission is they are committed to providing clean, friendly, uh, and what does that say? An in-stock experience for our customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's their mission mm-hmm. and all of their strategy. So, so to uh, to your point, Phyllis, perhaps their strategy is all about the bathroom, yeah. right? So that yeah. could be. That's right. not a milestone. That is their <laughs> strategy. That's definitely one of the yeah. strategies. Yeah. So yes. I think you know because mm-hmm. that's their mission. So mm-hmm. to keep mm-hmm. these points, there's there's different. Um, focus areas. Yes. And so mm-hmm. they always have a mission to be clean. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I, I love that. So that is their strategy. So it's clear. Thank you for that, uh, for sharing that with us. So it's clear that what their focus is. It's clear what you just talked about mm-hmm. our focus is. So I think that's one of the things that we have to make sure is we have clear, a clear focus. Mm-hmm. How do we keep our employees engaged and committed to our clear focus or to our overall strategy? How do we keep committed people to, you know, work towards these strategies. You know, as leaders, we may know it and we're committed to it because we probably help to drive it. Uh, but how do we get our, our, our teams on board? I would say it's two things. Number one, making sure that all the employees understand, but more importantly, how do I fit in? Where am I going to be part of this success of the company? Am I just going to be, okay, I just ring up stuff, going uh-huh. back to Becky's, uh-huh. Or am I going to have a opportunity to give feedback or give creative ideas or suggestions? How am I going to be worked into this? Because if they don't feel like they're part of the strategic plan for now and in the future, I'm just another employee. So why should I engage? Mm-hmm. Good point. One of the things that I wish that I had taken in college was a process improvement course or a, um, a course on building strategic building business strategies, right? Mm-hmm. I wish that I had taken that. I know that's something that probably business majors take, but if you're not in business and you're in other uh, majors, you don't take classes like that. Mm-hmm. I, For me, the light bulb hit when I took classes about building strategies, uh, processes. We, uh, you know, I used to work for a company that was huge on Malcolm Baldridge, which is all about continuous process improvement. So Mm -hmm. understanding and learning those things and learning how they contribute to the overall business and the part that you play that really hit for me, that was very light bulb moment for me. And I think for employees understanding, you know, they can be great in their, their field. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, you know, the way that I like for, my, I have somebody on my team now that's just entering in their, their career. I was like, I don't want you to take classes on DEI. I want you to take classes on how to build processes and strategy, because those are the things that are, you're really going to need and utilize. You have the yeah. DEI knowledge, but now let's put into place how you're going to take that and turn it into an overall strategy so yeah. that you can build your own leadership skills. Excellent. So I think 
for and and for employees to become engaged, they have to have some kind of understanding yeah. of how it impacts the overall business and what it means for them. Like what's in it for me right. to understand this process? What's in it for me if I don't be a part of the strategy? Well, they're going to lose money. Therefore, they're going to do layoffs. And then my, I, my job right. may be impacted as right. well. So I think all of that's so important. Awesome. Right. And, and I also think, um, I, I think you just as you're doing with your employee is to give some stretch goals, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you already know about DNI, so you don't need to take any more courses there. But learn about some processes. Learn how, because you're going to be scheduling, I mean, making some, uh, setting some goals and helping us reach to those goals. How do we get there? So stretching those employees. So I think that uh, to keep them engaged is to have them go beyond what they, what you uh -huh. know that they can do. Right. Yeah. So and then I think another thing is to reward employees mm -hmm. uh, for, those, for those small wins, those small um, milestones, but make a big deal of it so uh -huh. that they stay encouraged and they stay motivated and they want to be uh, on mm -hmm. the team, continue to help you get to um, that goal that you've set for them. So I, I think rewarding their accomplishments. Rewarding their accomplishments. And you mentioned earlier too, Phyllis, as we on the onset of our session, that we need to have those right people on the team. So yeah. rewarding them, getting those right people on the team, having a clear focus on them, stretching them, um, and then really recognizing, hey, you've already got this skill, but this is the skill that we need. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, this would be what's most beneficial to our growth and to reaching our target mm -hmm. and getting them right. on, on that path. What do you have mm -hmm. to add to that? Anything before we go on? Well, going back to the process improvement, and I've been in organizations where they go, oh, let's do this. And it's like, okay, been there, done that. Why are we recreating the wheel? Why don't you talk to the individuals that are part of this process that do it day in, day out? Get their suggestions, ideas, put them on a... Um, a team to maybe work together to come up with something different or better and anything else instead of going here you go this is what you're going to do and nobody's engaged with that because it's just a matter of you don't value me and that's part of the strategic planning is valuing all your employees how do you value them you get them engaged you ask their ideas suggestions take them put them into training utilize them because that way you know what you're working with you know what you need to add and you know where you can go. You know, it's like, okay, you're building a road. All right. You know what people you need, but if you don't have every, all the tools available to build that road, you're not going to build that road successfully. Yeah. Right. I love that you're talking about bringing them in at the planning stages. You said the strategic planning. So bring them in at the planning stages, ask them how it worked, what's working. And then you all talked about identifying not just at the planning stages. Now let's bring them on and look at what are some of the talents that we need. So now let's identify where we have gaps, fill those in with development opportunities, yeah. resources and things like that. So now we got our, we've got our strategy in place. People are focused on it. They're committed to it. So there's going to be times when we look at um, our leaders. And we want to look at what does a result-driven leader look like? What are some of those characteristics? Because now we've got the strategy ready to roll. How, mm -hmm. as a leader, now do we, what, what, what characteristics, what, what do we need to demonstrate as leaders in order to uh, get those results that we need? I would say well, with a leader, 
a leader is not just, okay, fine. They're overseeing and everything else. They're part of the process. They're getting down, rolling up the sleeves. Let's work together. That's a true leader. A leader shows you how to move forward. A manager just manages everybody else and, you know, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what we come up with. Now go ahead and do it. That's not leading. Leading is actually getting in there, working with people, tweaking, uh, brainstorming. The whole nine years, you're involved in that process. You're invested just like everybody else is invested. And if they see that the leader is really vested in the success of this, then they're going to go ahead and get involved in everything because everybody now has something on the table. You know, it's either we're going to do it right together or we're going to all fail together. Yeah. yeah, I like that, Marcy, because because uh, a part of you wants to say accountability, which goes along right around with what you said. If you're going to get in there and, and be a part of the process as well, it's holding yourself accountable. And you can do that either through your performance management reviews at the end of the year, making sure that those those strategy are part of your goals mm-hmm. and you're holding yourself accountable for ensuring that they get completed. Wow. Mm-hmm. And to be a good motivator. motivator, you, you got to the team to stay involved and to stay committed and stay engaged. So uh, mm-hmm. you got to, you know, able to motivate the team to even when the struggles are hard and it don't seem like that you're accomplishing a, or mm-hmm. getting toward your goal or making progress. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you have to have a flexible leader who can make those adjustments and changes that they need to in order to keep the team moving That's forward and to stay motivated. So mm-hmm. and give specific and timely feedback too. Right. Yeah. Yes. Along with those rewards. Yeah. Along with those rewards. If you're going to, if you're going to be a leader who's going to be results driven like that, you also need to be able to evaluate that strategy. And if someone on there is not performing or maybe, you know, you need to be able to give feedback, Mm -hmm. but make sure it's specific and make sure it's timely. Don't wait six months later. And then all of a sudden, Uh, or if they talent can be used in another area, right? Mm-hmm. Having the best right. role, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, to get the job done. So yeah, right. And, 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 not only employee feedback, manager feedback. How's the manager doing? Give uh-huh. me feedback on: Am I doing right? Am I doing wrong? Am I motivating you in the right way? Okay, because sometimes I need that check. I need to understand. What am I doing? And then be humble enough to go, okay, you know what? You're right. Let me back up, change, tweak this, tweak that. That's a good leader is saying, I don't know everything. You're going to have to help me because if we work together, we can succeed. But if not, then we're not going to succeed. So sometimes managers do have to take that hard look in the mirror going, am, am I doing everything possible before I go after the employee? Did I give that employee everything they need? And if I didn't, then there's a self-check on my part before I check that employee. So leaders, too, is you got to look at the bigger picture. What am I doing? If I'm not doing, then how can I expect anybody else to do it? Awesome. I'm just thinking about some of the things that you guys have said all through the whole session. And we're about to wrap up in a few minutes. So I'm going to give you a few minutes to give us some last tips. But as I was thinking through some of the things that you shared, and I think about what a leader's role is to make things happen, we're talking about how do we get results as leaders? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you all talked about that I need to be, as a leader, uh, fluid, that I need to be able to support changes. I need to be able to measure 
where I am at all steps of the way, either through KPI, whether my goals are realistic or not, I need to be able to know what are the results and they need to be done in increments, right? So yeah, rather than, yeah. you know, at the end of, oh, well, we, we, we missed Mark by 2% or 5% or whatever, I should have known that before the end, right? So I need to understand that. Mm -hmm. So you guys said we need to have a fluid strategy that we need to be able to support those changes as leaders and we need to have those realistic goals, but we need to know where we are in the whole process. So. I, I need to be involved and aware and motivated as a leader. Those are some strong characteristics. Um, and how does that happen? So I'm going to ask you to give us some tips. Uh, what are some other tips you have for me? Uh, to, to, to You talked about I need to be involved and I need to be. What are some other tips you have for me as a leader to make sure that I'm on top of my strategy? I don't want to be part of that 90 <laughs> percent. I want to be I want that number to change. And so we can at least say 50 percent of our strategies or 60 percent of our strategies yeah. are working. One way to um, to, um, you know, to to one some tips, I guess I should say, but one tip I would say is to be collaborative. Collaborative. To work uh, beyond yourself because it, you may be leading this project and you, you may be accountable for what happens on this project, but you can't do it alone. Uh, and so if you've got a team of individuals that are working with and for you, uh, and to your point, Marcy, to be able to roll up your sleeve and be that servant leader to get in there and with them, uh, collaborate, know what they need, be willing to listen and be willing to um, uh, ask questions and find out what direction, if we're going down the right path, if we need to make some changes, but be flexible enough uh, to be able to do that. And I think awesome. being able to bring other people into the conversation uh, mm -hmm. before you change a process or before you talk about a process improvement or whatever mm -hmm. that would be, uh, it'd be good to get the feedback from others. So I think having a collaborative and I would say just be aware, making sure that everybody is part of the process. They feel like their thoughts, ideas, suggestions, participation is valued. That is huge because you can have the best strategic planning in the world. But if people don't feel like they're part of the process and they're appreciated, it's going to fail point blank in the story. It's going to fail. So making sure that you're aware that everybody feels like they're part of something bigger, everything that they say, do, every effort is appreciated from top down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. Last words from you, Kiki. Um, I have a, so a couple. <laughs> from a technical standpoint, I think one of the things that, um, that you should also learn is um, how to create some type of goals, either SMART goals or any kind of goal program that can help you um, stay focused also with your KPIs as well. Learning how to appropriately put those into place based on your strategy. And the second thing I have also is to take a strength finders quiz because on the strength finders, it, it categorizes you based upon your strengths, of course, and one of those strengths is uh, strategy. Have your team take it, find out who's strong in the strategy and utilize them as your skills to help you develop and execute on your strategy. Awesome. And they may be able to do consistent check-ins and so forth. So Strength Finders is great. That's how I found out that I had a strong strategy skill, but I would never have known without utilizing that resource as well. And then the third one I have is like, if you just can't do it, and you're like, I'm not the person who can do strategies. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't have anyone in my organization who can do it as well. 
reach out to a consultant and find somebody who does great strategy work, who does great needs analysis as well to help you develop your strategy. I know Essence Learning, they have a whole process to uh, doing a needs analysis and then going forth and creating a strategy as well. So reach out to your consultant, go and visit essencelearning.net and, and, and reach out to them if you need somebody to do your analysis work and then come up with your strategies as well. It's okay to allow yourself some grace and ask for help. Not everybody, <laughs> not everybody has the skills to do that's everything, right? right? So right. you got to find the skills somewhere else. But I would think that those are also some things that you can also help bring to your team to not only help them keep engaged, but also tips for you to help become a more results-driven leader also. Wow. Well, there you have it, listeners. We have spent... Um, at least 30 minutes, just mm-hmm. really giving you some best practices, some common practices, some some really applicable tips to apply on ways to that you could commit, you as well as your employees and your teams to a results-driven strategies. We, we know that this has been a helpful episode. We thank you for joining us. Thank you, panelists, for all of, for sharing uh, from all those years of experience. It's been very helpful for just for me as well as I'm sure for the listeners. Uh, we're signing off, listeners. We hope that you uh, will join us again next week for our next episode. But thank you for joining today. Have a nice one. Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.